Whoa, how about that? Another episode of Jackman Radio. Really special episode tonight. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a Friday night panel uh, to have some fun, you know. We have the host of The Darkened Hour and geopolitical researcher extraordinaire, Mr. Adam Fitzgerald. Adam, how you doing, man? Hey, thank you very much for having me on again, Jackman, guys. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah. Always uh, fun having you on. And um, we're also joined by Forest Mommy. Forest Hi. Mommy, what's going on? Oh, not much, you know, just trying to keep up with everything, being off of Twitter, being lifetime banned from Twitter. So, Oh, that's know. sad. Yeah, that's really sad. sad. I don't really, and I don't think I'm coming back, but we'll see. We'll see what Elon does, I guess. Well, we're going to do a campaign uh, to bring you back. I'm sure there is one. And also uh, someone else who's had some great history with Twitter, uh, Mr. Reed Coverdale. What's up, guys? <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I've got the Pete Quinones background right now. I look like I'm in my fallout bunker. But Yeah, I was going to say, where, 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 are you down in the Elon Musk's bunker as the nukes are flying, or what's going on? Yeah, well, Ron Paul closed the door because he said he could. He did everything he could. I tried. Tried, yeah. Why didn't, why didn't he give me a call? I didn't call his favorite son to go down there with him. Dad, where is it? Are you, are you in the field in New Hampshire or Iowa? He didn't call me. Well, he wanted to make sure there was no puberty blockers in the water supply to the bunker, so he was investigating it. Well, that's good. I mean, we can write the Breonna Taylor sequel bill down there, and nobody will read it then either. <laughs> They'll just scream at you for writing it. Yeah. Say her name. Dude, that was the most retarded thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was just saying before, man, I just wanted to have a fun Friday night panel, and I think we have a, a rock and all-star crew here. Um, Eric and I haven't streamed in a little while. It's Yeah, it's been... Uh, on a personal note, it's been pretty rough lately. Uh, I know Reed and Adam, you guys are aware. Eric and I lost one of our best friends in late September, and uh, it, it's been it's been really hard. So, um, but comedy has helped, and playing music, and I, I figured doing a stream, which is what we love to do. And our friend Patty was a big supporter. Came on the podcast last year, so he he would love it and want us to continue doing it. So, I felt uh, I felt like it was time, you know, especially with. Um, you know, the likelihood of, uh, you know, the clock being closer to midnight than ever before. What, what, do you, what do you guys put the likelihood of a nuke flying off? Well, let's go around here. Let's start with you, Adam. What do you, what do you think? And who's going to fire it? I don't think we'll see a nuclear uh, conflict anytime soon. I think everybody knows that the, uh, the stakes are very high, but they're not going to go that high. Um, usually with uh, but like older presidents in history, uh, they don't tend to uh, cater to the uh, doomsday scenarios. They're more of a long-term foreign policy planners. So, like, uh, Biden, I think, basically is too old to basically have a very vested interest in an all-out conflict. That's why I think with the uh, 24, 2024 elections, uh, if we see someone young like DeSantis, who I think is going to win, uh, basically, I would be a little bit more concerned about uh, prospects for a nuclear uh, conflict. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the parallels what we've seen. You know, everyone talking about six decades ago, almost to the week recently of the, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis and what Kennedy had to go through. And I, I would tend to agree with you, Adam. I don't think any nukes are going to fly off, but um, certainly a lot of uh, you know a lot of the people in charge I think are psychopaths. So I worry about an accidental. Uh, nuclear event you know whether it's a plane flying over that's loaded or whether it's miscommunication i mean i'm reminded of that story of the 
Russian fellow off the, you know, uh, off of Florida waters, um, you know, who, who was underwater there with a small crew. And I think their communications were damaged and they were, they weren't able to, you know, surface. So they thought Armageddon had already started and two of them wanted to go ahead and launch the nuke. And one of them said no. So they ended up not doing it. But that just reminds you how close, you know, we came and how close it could be. What do you think for us, mommy? I agree with you. I think if something happens, it'll be accidental. And I think I had Scott Horton on just to talk about nukes one time. And I think there's been like almost like 20 to 30 accidents like that, where it was that close, where it was just like one miscommunication, you know? So, yeah, I think it's just, it's stupid we have them anyways. But like, yeah, I don't think it'll be a purposeful one. They'll be used to scare everybody for forever because there's, for some super reason we have these weapons and then if something happens it'll be an accident in my opinion yeah um wasn't it uh gorbachev and reagan eric who actually tried to scale back on nukes they had those talks at that little house in iceland or where what what was the story on that eric Do you, yeah reagan, we were talking about that pretty sure it was right actually the week we were born on october 10th 11th and 12th of 1986 they met in reykjavik in that small house there and uh, <clears throat> I think we're both pretty close to some significant reduction in arms and uh, nuclear weapons, but ultimately the security apparatuses of both go uh, governments and countries won the day and then nothing significant came of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm with the rest of you guys. I don't know that we're going to see one go off. You know, it would be an accident and I you would hope that they wouldn't use one in some kind of false flag bullshit or something where you're talking about millions of lies uh, hanging in the balance. But I don't know, man. I, I, Adam was saying this before we were rolling. We see the Republicans take over. Um, they're going to shift away from Ukraine and all that. And I really, I'm sure Reed can attest to this too. They're going to move in a direction towards China hawking and uh, Iran and, you know, not having a real aggressive posture towards that part of the world and, and not even have any consideration for some kind of uh, treaty with Iran again, a, a nuclear deal or something like that. So, you know, uh, people like us who are aware of this stuff and pay attention, we're always more on edge than your average, uh, you know, Joe. But uh, I try to remain hopeful. But uh, as Trump says, we'll have to trust the plan and see what happens. We'll We're going to see what happens. Yeah. Are we going to war with Iran, Mr. President? I hope not. I hope you know, not. That's our foreign policy. <laughs> what do you think, Reed? Uh, the Baldick get in there and, and he's he's on the tip of the nuke like Dr. Strangelove? Or? Yeah. If we, get, if we get Baldick in there, we, you know, I mean, I, I forget which one of you guys said, like, I was at your house recently. One of you guys said you put it at one out of four that we go into nuclear war. I think yeah. it was Mike. And I was like, yeah. what? No, I was like, I, I think we've gone from like one out of a million to one out of a hundred thousand. I think it's still a very, very small chance, but still like a million to a hundred thousand. is not a good way to go. Uh, but I think if we get Baldick in the Senate, we might be down to one out of four. Uh, <laughs> we might get to those types of chances, but uh yeah, and you're right about China, but I'm not even convinced that the majority of the Republicans are even going to let up on Russia. I mean, I think maybe a couple of them, but um, I mean, if Blake Masters is the most anti-war, anti-Russian war newbie we've got coming in, we're not doing good. <laughs> you know, like he's not really that great. And then none of the other new Republican senators are good either. So I don't know. I, I'm not optimistic. 
Yeah, I think I was just feeling really pessimistic that day, Reed. I think I, I was just That's reading good. some, a lot of the, uh, <laughs> been the Bud a lot of the too that we were drinking. I had a yeah, couple he, Bud Lights. Yeah, he did say he did say that though. I was like, what? What out of four? Holy shit! You are doomed, Bill. <laughs> well, I mean, you see these articles where people are saying like, oh, a limited nuclear exchange. You know, how, how the U.S. could win a nuclear war, and it's it's just, it's mind-boggling yeah. to me that anybody could even think that. Even one of those, even the low-end ones are still 30 times more potent than what we dropped in Japan in 45. So people, just the radiation from, I mean, people aren't even, they just don't even, aren't even thinking about that. If they're, if their consciousness is at a level where they think, you know, even one nuke going off is acceptable. And that's, I guess that's what scares me because there are a lot of people who are like kind of maybe of that mindset or they don't realize the significance or how serious it is. And that's what really kind of disturbs me. Yeah, no, it's it's disturbing when you see articles that are already justifying limited nuclear wars, like limited nuclear. I mean, with all the mistakes we've had, like Forrest Mommy was saying, I mean, I know we dropped a couple nukes on uh, North Carolina accidentally. They weren't armed, but we dropped them out of an airplane from like 10,000 feet or something. Um, And, you know, a lot of the facilities are way outdated and super old and don't have good security. Um, actually, believe it or not, John Oliver did a really great segment on how disastrously uh, unkept our nuclear system is and like how easy it is to infiltrate it and how many mistakes we've almost fallen into over the you know the past several decades. So, yeah, it, it is definitely concerning. But, you know, with how well our government's handled inflation and with how well they contained COVID-19 by stopping the spread, you know, I, I really trust them with this stuff. At least we've got competent people in charge. That's all I can say. Well, it's just nice to know that I got your back, Reed. I got your back, your head, and your shoulders. <laughs> I got it all. Uncle Brit, what kind of shampoo do you you, you use for us, Mommy? Uncle Brandon wants to know so we can tell Hunter. So we can smell but, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was 30. She was 12. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I question what what do you guys think? Do you think Brandon's actually going to be able to run again? Because I think he hasn't announced it, but what he's basically said is I plan on running, but I mean he's he's already a, a haggish 80. So in another two years, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. They they might try to put up like Buddha Judge or uh Betterman. Who? Betterman. He's my favorite dude. He's gotta win. I I'm going to drive to Pennsylvania and try to commit voter fraud for Fetterman. I love that guy. I, I stand. I stand for fracking. I, I stand. I stand. I don't want to make fun of someone who had a medical issue. but I, I do. Fuck him. He's running for Senate. Like If, you, if you don't have the common sense to drop out of the race after you've had a stroke, you deserve all the mocking and you know joking about your mental condition that you get. But, but you've, you've endorsed him, right, Reed? Like you actually oh. you're, you're thinking about knocking on doors and yeah i mean if i lived in georgia i would vote for herschel walker and if i lived in pennsylvania i would vote for fetterman so well herschel walker was deputized isn't he the isn't he like the chief of police or something he had like the he's a sheriff he's a sheriff from toy story you know he's got that thing that what he has from toy story i will deputize man look at this we're gonna walk we're gonna walk with christ and we're gonna Send a warrior in the spiritual battle. I was watching him today, man. Oh my God! I am, Dude, he's I am amazing. Pro life. I am a pro life candidate, and it's like, oh, babe, make sure you rest up after that abortion. I'll take care of the bills. Don't worry about it. Dude, like three of those. Son, his son has come out against his campaign because he was like an abusive father or something. I saw that. Yeah, or like he, yeah, he just was. 
was awful and he wasn't around. And I think that the tally is what two or three abortions that he like paid for. I think it's up to three now. Yeah, really, it's the trifecta. I think so. Yeah, it's incredible. What color were the what color were the abortions? You know, what race? (laughs) I don't know. I think the royal family was asking that question. <laughs> you sound like the queen there for us, mommy. What color will the Markle children be? What, what, were they, yeah, they green, they? like the reptilians, like their ancestors? You know? Oh, man. God. So, Adam, you were saying um, you think that uh, a spate of candidates, especially from the right, coming in, if they get elected, which ones do you think are most likely going to get elected and what kind of what kind of rhetoric are they going to bring in and you know, what do you think they could actually do in terms of uh, changing foreign policy if they get in there? Well, um, I did say that the, the key states that uh, are up for grabs are going to be Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And I think the only state that's going to actually stay blue is Michigan. Uh, Arizona, I think, is going to flip. Uh, when I did my video the other night, um, I basically said that the uh, the race for governors between uh, Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. Actually, I like Katie Hobbs. Uh, she's actually a very good uh, spokesman for the rise of inflation. She's been calling that for the last two years, even before uh, we had uh, this uh, back uh, backlash of the economic, uh, starting economic uh, tied to the recession. We're, we're not in the recession yet, but we're going to be uh, seeing that soon. Uh, but I, I like Carrie Lake. I think she's going to be the more popular choice there. Um, CNN is basically saying that there's going to be likely uh, a Senate flip, but there will be a House flip to Republican. I happen to think it's going to be um, uh, Republican, both the House and Senate. Nevada, which was a surprise because Nevada basically is red, but it basically leaned Democrat for the first time in a very long time. Uh, running for governor there is Steve Sislak. Uh, and Joe Lombardo for Republican. And I think what happened with Vegas, because um, I I lived in Vegas for 10 years, and Nevada basically has a very large influx of Republicans. Uh, Mostly Southwest uh, United States is heavily Republican. But it decided to flip, and that's because uh, Nevada was under a a revamp of sorts economically. And they blamed the Republicans for this, um, I think, foolishly, in the uh, 2004, 2008, when we were heading right into the uh, recession, the housing recession, which affected Nevada the most. I think Nevada's going to flip big time here. And the big one is Pennsylvania. And if you were talking about the debates, I'm not calling that a debate. I think that is basically a handicap match. And basically, the handicap match was between a man who suffered a stroke and John Fetterman and a uh, online personality in Dr. Oz. And if that's not scaring you, I don't know what will. Um, and, you know, we have one person who is physically unable, mentally and physically unable, and a guy who basically has no prior experience but is quite evangelical uh, in Dr. Oz. And I'm not going to basically put my faith in Dr. Oz or John Fetterman at this point. And Pennsylvania is a huge, huge state because I think basically with that debate, people saw became horrified saying, wow, we can't allow John Fetterman to win. I, so I'm going to make a prediction and say both the House and Senate flip red. And I think those key states, six, uh, six, uh, five out of the six, will basically flip House and Senate red. I think Michigan will stay blue. Yeah, that, that we need Fetterman. We need in Fetterman. Terms of, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Do. Oh, I wanted to answer your question about 
what what this means for foreign policy wise. Uh, there is an, a large influx, more than uh, since the Bush administration, of Republicans that are heavily in favor of a China and Iran conflict, both at the same time. And I think this is dangerous because years ago, uh, Lawrence Wilkerson, the advisor to Colin Powell, the Secretary of State of the Bush administration, basically said that if there, and this is 2004, where Lawrence Wilkerson said, if um, we have a, de a Democratic president, who will be anti-Iran war uh, and basically flips and says that, yeah, we'll basically entertain it. He'll see, you'll see a large influx of generals walking out. Uh, when I interviewed Lawrence Wilkerson on my podcast, when I talked to him after the fact, and I brought up that uh, uh, issue in 2004, he says, I think it's going to be the reverse now. You're going to see a large influx of generals uh, who are basically right-leaning and they're going to advocate for the conflict which would be an unmitigated disaster of mega proportions. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I remember when, you know, Bush was in there, man, the rhetoric about Iran, I think I could definitely see that. I mean, it's always kind of been there simmering, but I could definitely see that coming back into the forefront, yeah. especially if you get some more Hawks and neocon type uh, people in there. Uh, Mike, did you watch the debate between Hassan and Baldick or any of it? I, I, I didn't, but I watched the Marjorie Taylor Greene one and I was saying to Eric, like, it, it, like mm. I can't tell the difference between satire and what, like it was 28 minutes of them, her just like yelling at him and him referring to himself as not, not Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was fucking amazing. It was, yeah, well, Maggie Hassan, Maggie Hassan and Don Baldock, they were arguing over who wanted to stay in Afghanistan longer, oh. as, as in staying in Afghanistan longer was a good thing. Like, right. Baldock was like, she wanted to pull out of Afghanistan when right. Biden did. She was like, no, I didn't. I protested Biden trying to pull us out of Afghanistan. It was awful. And then they got into Iran and Baldick was like, well, you know, what's happening in Iran is tragic, but it's because we took our foot off the gas. <laughs> and then then she was like, oh, yeah, well, I support strengthening our sanctions against Iran. And yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. So oh, did you actually get in to watch it, Reed? Or you just... no. dude, oh. I can't get anywhere near those guys. Dude, they're not, not going to let him within a thousand feet, Mike. <laughs> yeah, what is it there, Joa, the, the, the libertarian oh, activist, yeah. Joa? Joa, yeah. he's all that's over all the over news. the news. Libertarian yeah. activist attacks talk, Don Baldick. Talk a little bit about what what happened, Reed, because it's all oh. over Twitter, but not all of us are on Twitter, unfortunately. I'm not yeah. on there. I wish I was. Uh, what, I what was happened? um I was inconvenient to the Baldick campaign as I as I am here, but. Uh, I just originally showed up with a sign was just standing there and some of the Baldic supporters came over and talked to me and they're like, Hey, you know, we like Jeremy, but we have to vote Baldic. And I said, I can't, he's a warmonger. And they're like, no, he's not a warmonger. He's not. So i had enough of these conversations that I, I had a, uh, a loudspeaker and a Bluetooth speaker hooked up to my phone that I put up to the loudspeaker. And I was just playing that clip of Baldic advocating for war with russia and china simultaneously and i just played it mm. over and over and over and over again and then joa was this other guy that was there and he was being obnoxious like he was running up he wasn't touching anyone or doing anything illegal but he was being a bit of an asshole just trying to egg them on kind of alex stein like um and then um baldick showed up and joa ran up to him didn't touch him didn't attack him didn't do anything and two of Baldick's supporters ran out from the line and actually attacked Joa. And then Baldick elbowed Joa. You can see it all on video. It's clear as day. 
And whether he meant to elbow him, I don't really know. I don't know if it was like as the guys were coming from behind him and bumped him. But either way, his elbow hit Joa. And then he's Baldick is grabbing his arm like this, acting like he's hurt. And he's like, he hit me. He hit me. He hit me. And so then the cops tackle or they didn't really tackle. They didn't like take him down, but they, you know, they grabbed Joa and handcuffed him and arrested him, took him to the police station and everything. And then Baldick afterward, he said that he had been during the debate. He said, I was, you know, assaulted right outside. And then in multiple interviews, he's uh, gone back and forth between saying like, oh, I was almost assaulted. And then he was barely grazed. And then in another one, someone said he ducked a punch and he didn't even correct it. He's like, yep, thankfully the police officers were there to protect me. So there's all these headlines out there, all these articles saying like Baldic dodges a punch or Baldic, you know, like barely escapes assault from libertarian protest or whatever. Total bullshit. You can go watch the video, but it's it's pretty amazing. Like the the right wing is all about fake news as well. It's not just the left wing, you know. Yeah, when you read some of the articles that came out about it, and then you watch that footage, it's just completely two two completely different things. You know, complete inversion of reality. Maggie Hassan condemned us too. It was a Sarawak for us, mommy. What what was it there? Jussie Jesse Bulldog or General Smollett? General yeah, Smollett. Yeah, yeah, or Jesse Bulldog. This was his. Oh yeah, that moment. Bulldog guy. Like literally, admit he like right away said he hit me. Like he literally knew to say that right away. Like, Come on. Dude. Like, I thought you were some kind of general who was staring down the uh, <laughs> Taliban and ISIS and Al Qaeda and the, the goat herders over there in Afghanistan, the Korangal Valley. But you got you got some so long hair. Uh, Can you imagine lying about something like that with so many cameras going? Because those that's how these people are. Look what Nick Sarwark did in our stupid yeah, little yeah. corner. You know, so like, can you imagine yeah. like? These people, what they will do, Sir, like Sir Gulf of Tonkin Force, mommy. Sir Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> I wish I'd been there. The Gulf of Yeah, we should be calling it the Gulf of Baldic and the Gulf of the Gulf of St. Anselm. <laughs> now it's actually having an impact, isn't it, Reed, on, on his campaign and, and on head like oh, yeah. Yeah. well, so this is the funny thing is you know, we we take any fucking news coverage we can get like regardless of who's talking but now all of left-wing media is coming in to be like oh my god don baldick assaulted a libertarian activist or whatever and we're like okay this is weird bedfellows but yeah like all these people with ukraine flags in their bio who were just freaking out at us like a month ago for calling Zelensky a nazi or whatever like now they're all retweeting us and like yeah this is so unjust <laughs> It's so weird, man, but I love it. Oh, it's incredible. Um, I, I was looking at a, a little bit of the story about the um, pipeline that got blown up. I mean, do, we still don't really know who blew that up. I mean, we, I, I tend to think it may have been us or, or you know, something affiliated with NATO. Have, have you looked into that at all, Adam, or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't do any deep dive of it, but um, there's been a lot of blame that goes around and, you know, as soon as it happened, too, uh, this is uh, a reoccurring problem that I think is going to get worse over time, is that immediately upon hearing the story over the viral media, we saw a wash of uh, really outlandish conspiracy theories uh, follow through. And this is basically, you know, uh, helpful to those who actually helped uh, blew up the, the pipeline, too. So you never know what's going on and you don't know what to believe because you don't know what you're reading. But I think basically this is actually, um, I don't think it would serve Russia any uh, benefit here. 
as to blowing up the pipeline itself. But I think uh, basically this is actually a um, an intelligence services uh, problem. Uh, I think they're the basically instigate. Now, who who specifically? I mean, it's a guessing game from here. Basically, what MI6, CIA? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so, but uh, one thing is for certain is that they tried all throughout the last 12 months. Uh, we see a, a huge push into goading Russia into a conflict. Not too much where they overreact, but enough to get them vested interest and deeper in the country. And we saw this in 1979 with Afghanistan, where the United States wasn't personally invested because the Afghan Mujahideen and the Arabs didn't want to deal with NGOs, non-government organizations. But they had to go through Pakistan to do it. Well, the United States will wash the country with weapons and funding and money that went to God knows where. Well, same thing's happening in Ukraine, where they're basically pushing for a conflict and hoping for a elongated proxy war. Uh, we were talking about uh, nuclear conflict. I don't think it would be beneficial to those in power who want to have their generations benefit from, uh, you know, funding off private military industrialists or having uh, bioweapons labs uh, that are south of the country. Jeffrey Kay, a fantastic author and uh, geopolitical researcher, wrote a great article about the bioweapons labs that have been existing since the Cold War. So you have a lot of these vested interests that are coming from, you know, the Democrats and Republicans that want to see a long war as opposed to a very short, devastating war that could kill off humanity, and no one benefits from that. So, you know, I give credit a little bit to Russia, and, you know, and by the way, Russia is a deplorable government. They are filled with uh, the worst types of sociopaths imaginable. Putin is actually the leading slaughterer of dissidents in his country. So there's no pro, you know, uh, Putin here. And I hate, you know, when the left basically uh, subjugates the libertarian movement, saying, oh, there are a bunch of uh, GOPs hiding in sheep's clothing under the libertarian banner. No, they're the ones who are actually calling for anti-war all throughout. Um, but the, the push for conflict is basically coming from both uh, Democrats and Republicans with the Democrats leading the way in this, in this fight. And so, to be honest with you, I don't know specifically who did the Nordstrom incident, but I could tell you who benefited from it. And that is, of course, the United States and NATO allies who are pushing for this yeah. conflict to continue. Can I yeah, ask I would, a question? I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead for it, Swami. I thought I saw, this may have been already disproven because I'm not on top of my news as well as I was being off of Twitter, but there was like the lady from uh, the UK, I believe, the one who like, she was in power for a minute and then she got out. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, she just Prime Minister. Yeah. Yeah, and then supposedly there was like, I don't know if this was like proven wrong, but because again i'm in i'm in dark now but like she said something about like it was done like she called somebody and said something it was done right after the like Nord Stream blew up does that sound mm. familiar i haven't heard that but yeah yeah I, that, I, if i can interject a little bit yeah this is a, a conspiracy that was uh originated from um i forgot the name of the the person that that's oh his name oh, i had his name in my head um he basically spread this rumor saying that that was part of the story that he linked into and find out that the story had nothing to do with that phone call. In fact, that phone call only exists in that one person said, and I, I, I sorry, but I, I don't remember that Twitter handle's name, 
But basically, I looked into it basically because I said, wow, that's a smoking gun. Um, no, I didn't find it anywhere in viral media. I've been looking for a good three days, nothing. So I even reached out to the person and said, hey, where'd you get this from? And he basically says, well, my sources. I said, well, you got to do better than that. And I, you know, I hate to be a bearer of like repeating news and stuff, but this is a huge, huge, I'm so anal when it comes to disinformation and misinformation. I, I really try to go out of my way to be punctual and be straight with my information and stuff like that, because we are awash with misinformation, disinformation. And what this does is create in the future, future people, generations of people that spread these theories and basically do nothing but lead you down a dead end. Meanwhile, the perpetrators, you know, they get off scot-free. And this is a big issue I had. And I got That's a why lot I asked. Of I figured you would know. That's why I asked. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I hate to uh, harp oh, on I don't care either way. I just, I'm, I was just asking because I didn't. Yeah, even... I, got, I got into a, a little bit of a trouble here. Um, I, when Alex Jones got that civil suit, um, and I hate to go off tangent, but it, it's it's relevant. Um, Infowars.com. I'm glad he got that 2.3 trillion. You know, this will stop disinformation. Some people, and I won't name names, but some people gave me, you know, a little bit of a rubbing there, saying this is about the First Amendment. I said I understand your your argument, but it go, it's a little bit more deeper than that. Let me let me explain. I made a video basically talking about what I what the problem of Alex Jones is. Alex Jones would tell you something true. And then 90% of the time will tell you something that's untrue to keep them relevant. But what does what this does is basically, especially with 9-11, is that Alex Jones will create so many fictitious theories. And what this does is blanket the actual conspiracies relating to that subject. Now, he's been doing this for Iran. He's been doing this for China. He's been doing this for Sandy Hook, 9-11, 1993 Wall Street. You name it. This guy's been around. He has a huge platform, 30 years, 30 years. What type, I, I can't imagine the amounts of people that come away listening to Alex Jones repeat that to friends and family, creating future generations of misinformed, disinformed people. And why is that a big deal with me? Because what this does is create a false paradigm and allows for certain people in government and the intelligence agencies, and especially foreign governments like Israel and the Gulf, they basically get away scot-free for the real crimes that they committed when there's real conspiracies being covered up because of disinformation from people like Alex Jones. And I understand the First Amendment is important. But remember this. They're not subjugating his speech because of the First Amendment. If he said something true and that came out true and he was subjugated for it, then there's cause for worry. But because this guy used his platform and basically disseminated false information and misinformation, well, to me, that's the bigger crime of, say, denigrating someone's loved one who was killed. Yeah, that's terrible. But the real crime is creating generation after generation of misinformed people that believe in theories that don't exist, allowing for the perpetrators of certain crimes to go unpunished. To me, that's the real crime. Sorry to go off on a tangent. Yeah. No, no, would you it's... say that's different from mainstream media, though, at all? No they, different. No yeah, different. It's the same, right? And that was a. I'm just glad you put this up for us, Mom, because the people who are critical of me coming out to that, they say, "Well, well, what's the difference between bar, uh, the regular media?" Well, there is none. 
In fact, that's the whole point is Alex Jones is doing the job of legacy media while he's declaring himself being an anomaly outside the media and trying to warn of a, a government like Illuminati or, you know, big world government, whatever, you know, and these are vague terms. He never says real names or anything like that. <laughs> But he's no interdimensional demons. There's interdimensional demons no, here with us. Yeah, right there's a, uh, yeah, they're after me. That's why I had an, I had to add another hour Adam to Infowars. I'm doing 25 hour days now, <laughs> so we had another hour of the day. We did. I looked at the sundial, I looked at Native American, I looked at Aztec artifacts, and I had another hour. I mean, I, I agree with you what you're saying, Adam, because uh, he didn't do himself any favors, and he certainly didn't do um, people who really look into this stuff for real and, and, and want to get the real information out there. He didn't do any favors for those people either. So now when you bring up or question anything, you're just like, oh, well, you're, you're QAnon or you're, you think hmm. Sandy Hooks is a hoax. Then you have to explain, no, I don't think that, and then go into, it's exhausting. And, I've seen people um, say even like, oh, that's like a, that's like Alex Jones kind of news or whatever, you know, and it's yeah. like, it invalidates it, but it's like, no, you know, you can't. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, he should have been point, better. Though, he could have been better. I know. We, we need Emmerich to be better. You know, it's uh, I mean, I need to make a quick one point seven five trillion. I called my friend Hank Paulson to print it for me. He's working on it. I've got uh, uh, cash car. He's working on it for me. So I need you to go to Infowars, save Infowars, buy my colloidal silvers. We're going to turn them into spirits to use them to fight werewolves and demons like uh, uh, Kamala Harris. And I actually sold some of it to the guy that went to Pelosi's house. But that's a whole other story, folks. But yeah, I mean it's it's uh, <laughs> it's insane, man. They're really sending a message. With first it was uh, you know nine hundred and ninety six million, and now it's like what one point seven five trillion or something like that. Like it's, it's you know, it, 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 it's I don't know. It's over the top, man. But you know, people are thinking that Elon Musk is going to change the face of um, like online information and activism and for the better. And I, I I'm kind of pessimistic about that. I don't I don't use Twitter, but. I don't think that he, you know, what was it, a $40 billion deal or however much it was, and most of it wasn't his money. I don't think that was for like benevolent reasons. I don't know. Call me crazy. Well, what, he wants to guys... put shit in our head. He wants to put shit in our brain. That's where I'm like, okay, the chip. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, he, he's been one of the number one recipients for government grift and contracts since like 04 is Elon Musk and his companies. And uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not inclined to believe that he's like a friend to humanity. I don't know. Am I being pessimistic or you think there might be something to that? No, he's even basically said that kind of stuff. Like he thinks humans are just cyborgs kind of. And like, like I understand the whole like Neuralink could help actual health issues for some people and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then it's also like, we've all seen the black mirror episodes, you know, like it could go very bad very quickly. Right. Like just get the chip. Yeah. You can like, just, why would you want to put a chip in everyone's brain? I just don't yeah. trust someone who wants to do he's, that. Uh, he's also talked about some very scary things like robot sex dolls from Tesla in the shape of Rosie O'Donnell. If you can mm -hmm. believe that that's very scary. And we're going to talk about war in Iran. We're going to drop a battalion of 10,000 of those in Tehran. There's no telling what will happen. <laughs> Kermit Roosevelt couldn't even have dreamed of 10,000 Rosie O'Donnell sex dolls going in Tehran. I mean, this is well, amazing the, stuff. The folks. revolutionary guard, they see them. They see the big udders. They don't know what to do with them. Should I be turned on? Should I be horrified? Should I run? Should I suck on them? I don't know. And what they don't know is there's thermite in one of them and RDX in the other one. And they're going to blow all of them up. Tehran's going to be on fire, and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be. A <laughs> imagine if Nancy Pelosi's tits were full of thermite. Dude, they're full of, they're full of oh. something. So there, <laughs> some more information came out about that. Uh, about Nancy Pelosi's tits? <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen those ones. I don't know. Oh. Her, her husband well, hasn't they, seen NBC them either. NBC was reporting on it, and then they like pulled it. 
that's the new fappening. It's a congressional leak. It's it's mostly uh you know it's mostly gay stuff from RNC with uh you know Jeffrey Dahmer. But um no, I guess um because the initial report on political was like oh uh, un, an unnamed unknown third person answered the door, but I guess it was actually um, Paul Pelosi that answered the door when the cops came. I don't know. It's, it, it, the whole thing is a little weird. I mean, what do you guys think about that? What have uh, What have you seen? Do you want me to talk? Do you want me to say? Yeah. What do you think, Forrest, mommy? What are your thoughts on it? It was some gay ass shit. Um, <laughs> like, and I was just listening right before I popped on with you guys because Tim Cass was diving into it too with that whole NBC art because the NBC guys were like talking to the cops directly, apparently, and they were saying what the cops said happened, but they're like saying. After the cops came to the door, that's when the dude attacked him. You know, like, yeah. we, there's no way we will ever fucking know what happened, right? Right. But the, the fact that they came out and were like, oh, it was some QAnon MAGA, like, that's what's mm. annoying to me is where, like, they tried to politicize this shit right away. And then, like, are tr it's just bizarre that they want to control the narrative of it so much. Like, why couldn't they just keep it quiet anyways, if they wanted to keep it quiet from the very beginning? I don't get, like, it's it's a yeah. weird one. What's really interesting, too, about this, I don't know if you heard this, Adam, but the uh, the, the guy there, um, whatever his name is, LePape, he was dating Gypsy Taub, who was, like, a really out there 9-11 truth person from years back. Are you familiar with her? Uh, what's her name? Gypsy Taub. She's no, a, never, never. She's a really bizarre. Uh, she's like a nudist. She's a nudist activist, and she's actually in prison right now for um, molesting an underage child. And this was this was this guy's like wife and girlfriend for a while. Right. So yeah, there's it's it is very bizarre. So they um, have boundary problems to start with. Or some yeah, yeah, they were coming from. Yeah, so you know he made a stop at the hardware store he was watching home improvement and uh you know he found himself over at uh, pelosi's he evaded all the security you know they had uh they had crow <laughs> apparently crow was doing security at the pelosi homestead too so who knows and this is bang bang maxwell silver hammer that's the thing there's got to be video right like just oh, yeah. look at the fucking video yeah, police body cam and and uh, the cameras all over the house. I mean, I know Pelosi. Was I think there's like 87 cameras. You know, I was about to say they no, show no, no, they show video blurry. Adam and it's it's five blurry frames of ET hitting the Pentagon from the Pelosi's yeah, house. Exactly, they only show that's, like five blurry frames of the guy entering the house with the hammer, that's and then they won't show us the rest. There's like 87 cameras right there. They won't show them. That's just kind of sketchy to me. Oh. Damn it. I said this to someone else, but I'm like, man, I wish I could use like the mainstream media to cover up my sex scandals and shit. Like, Seriously. that's so like, the, what a cool thing that they could do. Just kidding, I don't have sex scandals. Yeah, well, I mean, just you know, on the local level, read with the the Bolduc thing, the way they spun that. Of course, they're going to spin this Pelosi deal. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Mark, you know, Mark Levin out of Boston. Or yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Howie Carr out of Mark Levin. Oh, Mark Levin yeah. too, though. He also talked about it. He also Howie said Howie Carr is a, a fucking ghoul. Yeah, I meant Howie Carr, but he he was reporting on it. My friend who listens to Howie Carr actually texted me, and he's like, "Did you guys attack Baldick last night or something?" And I was like, "No, God. no." We attacked him with a dildo hammer. Yeah, yeah. It was, this is a double. Hit. Yeah, <laughs> but then it Mark was, Levin was talking about it tonight. So, um, yeah, it's and Hannity. It was talked about it on Hannity. It's, yeah, it's like all over the place. So. It's well, a distraction. You know, like, what is it? Just a yeah. distraction to distract us from something else? Like, because it's so bizarre. They wants to go to war with Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I think it. I, I mean, because I, I think he just made a stupid 
decision in the moment to pretend he got hit. But, I mean, Baldick is just really dumb, dude. Like, that's what I think. He's really gullible. He's really dumb. He's not very smart. He doesn't think things through. I mean, he's on camera taking both sides of whether or not the 2020 election was legitimate, like multiple times, switching his position back and forth. And he's, you know, he's done tons of stuff like that on camera. But he's kind of like Trump, where he just thinks he can get away with it, but he's not Trump, so he probably can't get away with it forever. So I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. No one can create new paradoxes and realities in real time like the king. You know, yeah, one he's has, the only no guy who has a monopoly on that. I, I <laughs> never said that. She's in Hillary Clinton's. Like she has a name. It's Alicia, Alicia Machado, and she votes. And you call her Miss Housekeeping and and um um Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. Yeah. And, he's, and he's just like, where'd you hear that? Yeah, he didn't deny saying it, Eric. It's like a high school debate for a student council. <laughs> where'd you hear that? Yeah, he's not like, no, I never say. He's like, oh, where'd you hear that? You know? <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm reading, guys, uh, an Axios reported on this, that the king could be announcing as soon as uh, 10 days from now for 24. And, I mean, I think he I think he gets the nomination. I mean, um, I don't know, Adam, were you saying earlier you think that if DeSantis runs, he'll win in 24? Or you're saying, like, for his, his governor... Uh, gubernatorial bid that's coming up. He's going to win. Oh, my God. Uh, just imagine uh, the amount. I mean, I, there's, there's a part of me that says, I just want to see all the, the real fun begin by having people like, you know, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and, and Tom Cotton and Joe Kent from Washington. <laughs> by the way, if you don't know anything about Joe Kent, uh, go to his Twitter page and you want to see a real psychopath. There's a guy who's basically begging to uh, kill people in the Middle East, this guy's, and I have to, I can't take credit for that. That's come from Robbie Martin. Uh, I never heard of the guy, but boy, oh boy, go to his Twitter page. This guy. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Adam, because he, uh, <laughs> Scott Horton came on my show today and he said like, hey, I've heard some fun, some good stuff about Joe Kent, but I actually had a page already pulled up from Joe Kent's website about you China. Did, you did this for me, and, me too today. Oh, oh yeah. You didn't know that stuff about him either. <laughs> no, I, I said the same thing Scott said. I, I read some oh, yeah, things right that in I liked, the chat. Yeah, 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 that I liked about him. But yeah, so so you had that for Scott. What was Horton's reaction? Uh, he was not impressed. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't he connected to Peter Thiel and some other kind of military no, intelligence? Uh, yes, Blake, Blake Masters. Masters. Yeah, oh, I know. I think he is too, though, Adam. Right? Oh, he the, might be too. Yeah, I don't know. There's going to be a large. There's a large connection of uh, these conspiracy theorists that are, uh, have a connection with uh, the the current GOP process, um, and I think this is dangerous because a lot of these people are basically, you know, Lawrence Wilkinson once said to me, he goes, Democrats, they'll they'll cut you slowly and you'll bleed to death slowly, but the end result's the same. The GOP will just outright kill you. And I thought I thought uh, that's pretty much dead on is that, you know, the GOP, the, the Democrats today, they're old establishment facts, that uh, hacks. So you have people like Nancy Pelosi, uh, Joe Biden. You know, these guys have been around for 40 years, well past their prime. I mean, Joe Biden is the oldest president in the nation's history by uh, 10 years. The other oldest president was Donald Trump. He was 70, Biden 78. So we have a lot of these people that have well passed, but they're they're not like the GOP. The GOP is young, and I think this is the reason why I think they win is because they're yeah. going to reach out to a lot of the youth. The Democrats <clears throat> basically old. They have nothing in common with the youth, but they're they, but they're much more uh, illiterate as opposed to the GOP. 
they're also much more, you know, on the face. They're much more easy with the eye. People get, oh, look, you know, Joe Biden looks like my grandpa. You know, Obama's a handsome man. You know, Trump and, you know, these other Matt Gates and all these, you know, like, like cartoon ghouls. And they basically <laughs> can't speak. But it's like, I don't know what to tell you, but imagine all these GOP people come to, to Congress and you get people like Herschel Walker doing like a State of the Union speech. <laughs> Boy, I, you have no idea how much I want to see that, Adam. That's I mean, like, it's the entertainment value, but it, it is really scary to think about. Like these people, and these are going to be people in power. <laughs> it's okay. just like a clown circus. Hey, listen, we're going to laugh now, uh, Mike and Eric and Reed. Of course, but we can laugh now. But when they take power, we're going to be fucking horrified. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but the thing is, though, Adam, the the like you were saying, the Democrats, like. They're they're all like pro war now. At least the Republicans are pretending to be anti war. And that makes might them worse, be, though. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the like the squad and and Ro Khanna and all these so called progressives, like you know, mincing words over that stupid letter and then walking it back. What, what a bunch of assholes! Like, it, I'm just saying that. Uh, I'm just saying that pretending to be pro war is more dangerous than being blatantly pro war. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me. Here, uh, Mike, are you running the yeah. stream yard or is it uh, Eric? No, I'm uh, running it. You got something you want me to show? Yeah, I'll or bring share? it up here. I'll, I'm just going to go to Joe Kent's, uh, what I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think I, maybe we'll pray like Horton did to some of the stuff that he said, like when he met with Trump at the Dover Air Force Base because Joe Kent's wife was killed by ISIS in Syria. Yeah, she was like a cryptologist with the NSA embedded with seals or cia over there adam in 2019 yes uh and that, that's what i learned about uh joe ken is that and she was CIA, he served in special operations department of operations <laughs> directorate of operations department of operations yeah so he's so, got yeah. a very nefarious background oh um, he's just he's totally spooky and you and yeah, you look very. at uh, they're, they're releasing his pay stubs and those are connected to companies that essentially don't exist they're just like in name only uh post office boxes like out of delaware in Florida yeah. and some, some yeah. other states. And those are just cutouts for intelligence. You know. so, yeah, so on his website here, his, his last two sentences are great. To fortify our key alliances, we must lead our allies uh, on, we must not lead our allies on foolish nation-building endeavors as we have done in Afghanistan for nearly 20 years. We should only ask that our allies go to war when it is absolutely necessary. But then these entire two prior paragraphs completely undo everything he says in his last two sentences so we must build a strong coalition of nations against the ccp's aggressive practices abroad and their genocide and human rights abuses against their own people i will push to offensively use tariffs against china imports and sanction china for its wow. numerous human rights violations i will push our diplomats to make alliances in the pacific against the ccp i strongly support president trump's tariffs barring of Chinese technology and cracking down on the CCP's infiltration of U.S. industry think tanks and university. And then the other thing is, you know, right-wingers are just going to suck on China. That's typical. But down here, he says, I strongly support the historic accomplishments of the Abraham Accords in the Middle East. We must strengthen our NATO alliance and ensure that NATO shoulders its share of the security burden and does not support Russia by purchasing Russian oil and gas. So this guy sucks. <laughs> like, there, you, there you go. Yeah. Wow. And 
But it's interesting too, like a lot of people who are talking about the whole, you know, Russia, Ukraine issue and NATO, they're like, well, you know, recently Finland was talking about joining NATO and, and, you know, they're, they're, they border Russia for seven or 800 miles or whatever. And it's like, well, Russia doesn't have the same history with Finland as they do with the Ukraine. And, and, and they, as far as I know, Finland's never really tried to mess with them or put missiles being, you know, aimed at their border. And, like you were saying, Adam, no one here is like like a Putin fan or re- like legitimately standing Putin. But well, yeah. okay, yeah. except for Reed. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's on my wood list. He's on my wood. He would. Sure. Yeah, when he's, he's pretty, on the bear. When he's yeah, on, when he's bare chested on the back. Fucking undeniable. Is he forest yeah. daddy? Would he? Would he be a forest like a Russian forest daddy? Yeah, or? tiger, tiger forest. Only if he buys me horses and stuff, but other than I would that, buy you horses and vodka. <laughs> How about when he talks there? How charming he is! He's incredibly debonair and charming. And oh, he was laughing at Megan when he was laughing in Megan Kelly's face, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. He gave us giving her a history history lesson about the Kennedy assassination. He's like, "Yeah, you you people did it, you know." I mean, look, <laughs> Putin. He's a nice guy. Okay, he's very tough. He loves his country. I love my country. He's got his interests. I have my interests. Okay, I think it'd be nice if we got along. Where right? yeah. I mean, they made a you know they made a ten part series about Jeffrey Dahmer, so psychopaths are in vogue. And Netflix will make one about Putin, and we'll get uh, I don't know who, who can we get to play him. I mean, maybe uh, maybe the guy who played Dahmer. You know, people would believe yeah, it. He could, he could do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to see I want to see a Mel Gibson project with uh, Ye. Like, yeah. I want to see Mel Gibson do Passion Three with Ye as Jesus, or the uh, Roth, a movie Rothschild that Mel Gibson wants to direct with Ye as like. Oh. I don't know. Dude, one of the this new movie of about Israel that he's going to make. He could have Yay, you know, hook, he could get Yay and Dawson to help him. He, he could get Kanye to play Menaheim Begin. Well, you know? I mean, that we have don't we have Black Ariel now, Black Mer- Little Mermaid? So it would be the woke thing to have Kanye play the founder of Israel. I think there that would be oh. Kanye would- could play Theodore Herzl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dude, <this> is like, <laughs> apparently Yi has uh has lost out on on uh, quite a quite a bit of opportunities with his his recent uh turn towards base that's, that's yeah I can, I, can, I bring up, can i bring up something i want to get your guys opinion because you're more libertarian uh i mean i'm not libertarian so i want to get your opinion about something um, you know, the past two weeks, we've seen a lot of libertarian major names outspoken with anti-war. And then almost on, on cue, we see uh, an influx of non-stories that were given the, the, the right attention, unfortunately, in the legacy media. One such person who won me over, and I've seen his name about, and um, it was basically he was at a debate. His name is Shane Hazel. Oh, and yeah. did you see what he did? I, I was it Georgia, I think. Yeah, or? Georgia. Okay, he yeah, basically with Aunt told, yeah, he basically told this guy to his face that, um, he goes, I don't think you're anti war or anti establishment at all. You back Raytheon, and I mean, I never saw a candidate say that in a live debate before. And I said, that's exactly what we need. We need these people to be called out for what they are, and yeah. basically. They didn't even invite them anymore. Uh, back That's why they don't invite libertarians. Like they didn't in Colorado. They didn't even invite the libertarians to the major debates here because they know that's what's going to happen. No, Shane's awesome. Yeah, yeah, same here in New Hampshire. They didn't invite us. Can you imagine with Maggie and uh, Dawn arguing about you know how long we should have stayed in Afghanistan with then, Mr. War is retarded up on the stage? Jeremy's just like you 
are oh, retard. A retard. <laughs> right, but you've got you got a lot of these names like Jeremy Coppin and uh, Shane Hazel and Dave Smith. You know, all these guys are anti-war, and they're all of a sudden they're getting shut out. And then you get yeah. the, the for what's really was out, which should be illuminating to everybody, is that you saw a a political a, 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 a partisan effort to denigrate. You know, people like Dave Smith and and Kaufman and, and uh, Hazel basically saying, oh, these are basically GOP dressed as libertarians. And that's all they are. So the Republicans and Democrats are basically come right out and said, well, they're not a serious party. Well, they I mean, I think they're they're threatened by the fact that you guys tend to reach uh, the youth more than they could. Well, is that is that something that, you know, you uh, well, I'd like to get your opinions on that. Yeah, especially with all the COVID stuff, like, I just feel like, especially with, like, meeting everybody on Twitter and stuff, there's just this younger group of people who are, like, not left or right, and the Libertarian mm. and Dave Smith and everyone just really spoke to us, and, yeah, they will, they have to fight against it, though, because that's democracy, right, is, like, you can't have a third party in democracy, right, right. right? so they have to, as soon as you say something that's, like, worthwhile, they're going to, like, attack it, because out here, our stupid news out here, first of all, they're fucking commies. And then they're like, they would, Libertarian Party was created in Colorado 50 years ago, were the third biggest national thing. And they couldn't even invite us to the, like, their debates. You know what I mean? So it's like, they know, they know, like, what's it? But they'll just say, oh, well, Libertarians don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, watch any debate, like even the Fetterman Oz one with this, like, messed up as they are. It was so like scripted and bred in circuses. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they can't, mm -hmm. they can't go outside of it. And they're like, and oh, I saw uh, Reed. I think it was. Um, didn't Carolyn kind of go after New Hampshire Public Radio about not letting? Yeah. yeah, it's like, and they like, they're like, well, this is how we do it. And it's like, well, you guys are all the ones saying like democracy is under like attack, yet you won't like actually participate in democracy, you know? Yeah, it was so. funny when we were at the debate protest last week, um, it was mostly Maggie Hassan supporters. There were like 40 or 50 of them and they were just chanting Maggie, Maggie. it was like, they were like a bunch of zombies. Um, hmm. But two Republicans showed up to support Baldick and we actually asked them like, Hey, don't, do you guys think libertarian should be allowed in the debate? And they're both like, yeah, is he on the ballot? Like, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, of course you should be in the debate. So then we were shouting to the Maggie Hassett supporters, you guys think Republicans are the biggest threat to democracy, yet the Republicans think we should be allowed in the debates and you don't. It's like so ironic that they're so, like you said, they're so worried about democracy being under attack, but they're not very democratic for being Democrats. Lazlo the instigator, if you have a Ukraine flag or sunflower emojis in your Twitter bio, whatever you say will undoubtedly be stupid. What does the sunflower mean? I, I mean, it's always from cringe <laughs> accounts, but what does it mean? I don't know. I'm not on Twitter. I'm I think it's sure. an invitation to get pissed on or something. But I, I am <laughs> thankful that Shane got up there and Shane did yes. like what all of us would do. Like you, yes. like, like Jeremy, I've been told the color. So I'm going to be the Colorado Mises organizer is coming up soon i'm going to transfer into that oh, but it nice. was like if Good. i had like ran for i told them if like if i had ran something i would go full jeremy kaufman like and that's it like, you cannot anymore hard. you yeah you it's can't hard. like you can't not you have to be like what shane did where shane was like do you want to apologize and the guy's like kemp was like is that a question Good question <laughs> yeah and, and shane's like 
do you want yeah do you want to abolish like because out here in colorado the republicans didn't do anything during COVID to do make anything different you know they didn't yeah do they, they caught they they yeah yeah well, I mean, look at look at how successful uh, Ross Perot was in '92. He got nearly twenty percent of my, the vote. My parents took me to a Ross Perot rally in '92. Oh, I no keep way. trying to find the picture, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's maybe oh, that's where I adult. get it from a little mm. bit. That's everything. Yeah. You got a photo of Ross Perot? Not with them, but at the rally, like holding up a sign, and I was like a little kid. Those so. are, so those you're, are you're forced on the origins. Your turn towards based came at a young age, it seems. It did. <laughs> your proclivity to be based, yeah. Yeah, you I mean, guys I remember, saw my young age based proclivity with the sign. Someone, you know, Baghdad is someone's son of a. Yeah. Like eight years I old. I remember seeing you read when you posted it because that made me re reminded me that I'm like, I know I have a Ross Perot picture somewhere. But. Yeah. It, I, I like to point that out to people, though, to read because because a lot of every you know, most of what's going on in the world is out of sight, out of mind for, for people during their, their normal days. And they don't obviously don't show a lot of it on the news, but. You know, imagine if you're just hanging out in your house or you're at a family event and, a, you know, your house gets blown up or, or you know, a friend a friend gets bombed. And we, we just have lost the ability to put ourselves in other human shoes. And I think that's how they're able to sell so much war to us. And the idea of a limited bombing campaign or, or a strike or, you know, it's still, the, the language that they use, it's a, it's, an, it's an incision, you know. And it, meanwhile, it's a fucking bomb being dropped on someone's head. And they have it so like ingrained that it's okay if the government does it. It's okay if the government kills people. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, all right. No, so, it's I don't. Not. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think um, we need to figure out some kind of diplomacy. I, I, I was reading today. I guess Putin is is pulling back out of a certain part of the Ukraine. What was uh, I forget what part it was. Some of the, some of the forces were coming out of one part, but it's not as simple as just Putin. Oh, Putin's going to end the war. That's how the war ends. I, I think it ends. It, obviously, the the um, details are not the same as you know Kennedy and Khrushchev, but it's got to be diplomacy. Someone's got to. There's got to be. There's a summit coming up where I think would be a great opportunity for our leaders to talk. But I, it doesn't sound like you know the NATO or the U.S. really wants to do that. They want to just keep escalating it and and uh, you know. Arming Honestly, them. if I were commander in chief right now, I would just nuke Ukraine and Taiwan and just like throw <laughs> everyone. And maybe Tel Aviv too, yeah. and just you know, oh, just geez. throw everyone a good measure. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not normally in favor of strikes, Reed, but I would like to see Buckingham Palace. Can can we at least survive long enough to see Buckingham Palace get nuked, and then they can drop one on me? That's okay. Yeah. So let's see: Kiev, Tel Aviv, London, Buckingham Washington, Palace. DC, you know. <laughs> well, no, not London, just the palace. And and the nukes are so good that they're just going to destroy the palace, so the rest yeah, of London won't be impacted. The nukes. Yeah. 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 It's like clean coal. Uh, Clean nukes, you know. They Beautiful, take clean coal. <laughs> cool. You think they call you Reed Cotton? Yeah. <laughs> Reed, Cotton. Reed Cottondale. Reed Eric, do you think the king could come in and he could ultimately broker peace like he did with Kim Jong-un, even though I, he really didn't do anything? I think he's going to go on to be the great devil of our time. I have people saying Nobel. And I was saying, ah, maybe, okay. I mean, I definitely could have done what Rosa Parks did with the buses. I would have had that figured out in about five minutes, Okay. I think Rosa Parks was smart in the bus. I would have bought the bus company, okay? I think he's he's going to come back, Mike, and he will be the great dove of our time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think he gets the nomination, too, in 24, guys. I don't know, man. I, I, I you know, I think I, DeSantis is more of a 28. 20, a lot of hype. 28. Well, I mean, you know, dude, once he gets on that stage with the king, That's man, I'm saying. and the king starts putting his face in his butt cheeks like he did the jab. He's putting his jaw, dude. Yeah. His Hold face in his butt cheeks like <laughs> yeah. he did Come here, come here. You know, he's I, just I gonna Jeb's Jeb's mouth, both open cheek, right? He's quick on the draw, dude. I mean, he's he really he's under I don't know. I think um 
you yeah, know, he was, dude, he, the thing is like, I, I know, uh, DeSantis didn't perform well in his gubernatorial <clears> debate, but Trump didn't even really take on Biden. Well, we got to no, remember he that. Didn't. Like, that was he awful. Is, he is not his 2016 self. That is yeah. eight years ago or six who, years ago now. Who built the cages, Joe? Well, oh, he had COVID. He had long COVID, I think. He was off the fucking rails, dude. It's also two more him. years from now when he'll be. Well, I guess he'd that, be running. That was the beginning of. Uh, that was the uh, beginning of Dark Brandon. Would you shut up, man? <laughs> <laughs> he comes on here. He wears the biggest masks. He's wearing the he biggest just, masks. It's unbelievable. You know, he's sniffing ever. All the girls in the front row have to wear parkas like they do at SeaWorld. You know, like, don't talk them. about my son. Like I'm not talking about the one who died from the tumor. I don't know him. I'm not talking oh, about him. He's yeah. like, oh. That was brutal, yeah. Wait, you said that? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the one who died. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, like, I'm not talking about that one. You know, I'm talking about the crack kid who loves the hookers. But it's really just become so much more cartoonish, like especially with the Marjorie Taylor Greene debate, which I recommend everybody watch. It's 28 minutes. It is just freaking bananas, man. It's Lauren Boebert. Well, how how do you feel about Lauren Boebert for us, Mommy? Is she... Does she represent you, or is she not in your district? No, and I'm I'm like convinced she was just like AOC and Stacey Abrams, where she was groomed into this position. Because there was articles where it was saying she was like part of this like modeling agency, yeah. and then there's people who lived out there who I know who said, yeah, she was a fucking like oil whore, like no, which oh, yeah. no judge, I don't judge that, but like they found her and like you know just like any other politician, and then you see what she says on Twitter and all that shit, and it's the same exact stuff as like AOC says, just like you know, from a different side. So, no. Eric, that picture of the two of them in Congress yelling at Biden or whatever they're doing, it's... (laughs) Have you seen that picture? Uh, Mike, I'll find it. If they reboot Dumb and Dumber, I want that to be the fucking... It needs to be them. (laughs) Oh, is it Bobert and AOC? Or or Bobert and Marjorie? And Marjorie, yeah. They they look like gargoyles. Well, that's like that cat meme of the two girls who are uh, against the cat at the table. Yeah. Let me see. uh, Yeah, they're, they're like pointing. Yeah, oh, I no. found it. I've already okay. got it. Um, hold on one second. We're not worthy. So no, that's why when, when you have a candidate that's even remotely anti-war or is willing to talk about nukes or Assange or whistleblowers, we're all like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it's like, that should just be baseline. That should just be – we should expect that to be baseline for our freaking politicians and our leaders. That's how bad things have got with that. So, Did any of your guys' people who are campaigning for the midterms even talk about COVID other than Shane Hazel? Because none of them here, right or left – not even really. Brought it up. They didn't that's even bring up what happened. So even that's what I'm gonna, still stuck on. That's what it's going to be a long, on. dark, deadly winter for us, mommy. That's why you're going to have to come to Uncle Brandon's cabin. Yeah, We're going to read excerpts from Ashley's diary, oh, as performed by Meryl Streep. To, to oh. fill up on that, uh, they had the governor debate here in New York between Lee Zeldin and uh, Kathy Holchul, and Holchul basically just said that she uh, uh, extra. If you're going to, you know, if there was a a threat of COVID to return in winter, uh, they asked if uh, you would do the same, if you would agree to the same protocols of 2020. And she said overwhelmingly, yes. And Lee Zeldin won right there. His response was, uh, I would not, as your governor, I would never implement any of the mandates. And uh, basically a lot of people cheered for him. So we haven't had a a Republican governor since Pataki. And I, th- I think Lee Zeldin's going to win. So, yeah, I, I was reading that too, Adam. It's possible that that uh, in New York you guys could have a Republican again. Like, yeah, it might be, it'd be be likely. Yeah, and it, you know, there's a lot of Republicans in uh, south <laughs> south of the uh, the city itself. 
I mean, Staten Island itself is uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're deep MAGA. In Staten. I got a lot of family in Staten Island. I think they're all MAGA. Yeah, Long Island too. Long Island and Staten Island. Dude, look at those. Look at those two men. You know they fuck. It's <laughs> just like major. Oh my. And Marjorie's totally got swinger vibes. I don't know about Lauren oh, so much, but Marjorie yeah. really does. Oh yeah. When I when I met her with Primetime ninety nine on the steps of the Capitol, we did our own little soft January six together there. She does lots. <laughs> she does lots of squats. Oh, they, she was with the the uh, the, the uh, gym guy. Yeah. What was his name? The fitness she guy. Did, like, uh, CrossFit. Uh, yeah, she banged one of her trainers. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's great. Bunch of Taylor Green is cock diesel, man. She's, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's got some guns. Yeah, she, and the, she, she looks like you know Bonnie Rubble on steroids. I mean, she yeah. is. She's, yeah, yeah she's, not, she's jacked, man. Yeah, she's huge. She's, you know, yeah. maybe maybe you can. Yeah, well, Forrest Swami's got. She's got the pipes. She's got guns. Yeah, Something you know, like maybe that. you can you can weaponize Marjorie Taylor Green and give her some good information. Like that's the thing I wonder about too about a lot of these young, um, you know, obviously a lot of them are not really that intelligent, but. Maybe you could, you know, get them some like just good information on some of these big issues, and maybe they'll th they could be weaponized or, um, you know, spouted off somewhere. I well, don't did know. you ever see Marjorie when she was on like Timcast? She'd be so calm and like, you know, she would say yeah. a lot of base stuff, but then well, like, she's like, I mean, I don't know. Feel free to agree, disagree with me on this, Adam, but given the extremely low bar we have in Congress right now. She's one of the most anti-war people in there. After, like, you got Thomas Massey and in the House, that's basically it. And then she has been, like, she's been against all the sanctions on Russia. And she has been against giving money to Ukraine. Um, I know she's god-awful on other areas of foreign policy. But on this extremely, extremely low bar that we have, she's one of the better people. I think it sucks, but it's true. Right. And, and oh, look, I, I agree with, and this is Dave Smith actually, uh, when he was being interviewed once, I think it was recently, you know, he, he basically hit on something that I've always agreed on is that if you want to, the worst thing you need to do is do what Biden did. He alienated the country. Same thing, just like Trump. You know, if you want to win people over, you go to your adversary and you basically go to the people that are basically questioning their motives and you say, hey, listen, we're going to talk with you. We're going to try and make things right and stuff like that. That's how you win people over. So what I think what you're, what you're, the point that you raise here, Reed, is a very important one. I think it's going to be the backbreaker for the libertarian movement. What the libertarian movement should do is this, is basically go to the Democrats and Republicans and go to the moderates, not to the extremists. They can't be won over. But if you go to the people that basically want to see some change, well, go and placate them and say, why would I go to the libertarian movement, for example? Say, listen, we're anti-war. We wanted some change in the federal government, how they regulate uh, the, let's say, the, the oil market or the, the banking industry. We want to make real change. Well, we've heard this all before with the Democrats and Republicans. They have more money and influence than you. Yeah, uh, right now we're, we're in our infancy stage. But with more people like you coming to our side, we can make a difference. And look, you know, action speaks louder than words. But... We're the only people that are advocating for anti-war. We're the only ones advocating for the abolishment of, say, the Federal Reserve or APAC or the Gulf. You know, we got to do away with this. The Democrats and Republicans are not talking about this. And if you talk about the bigger issues that affect everybody, instead of getting away with these, you know, domestic issues that are meant to divide, you know, sexism, racism, you know, all this stuff, 
and go with the abortion, big abortion. Abortion. Right. Well, guess what? You're going to get people from the left and right listening to you basically say, hey, you know what? I want to hit you on this ride. And that's how you build a movement. What do you think about that, Reed? Yeah, I think we're just a few Megan McCain tweets away from building an impressive movement. So. <laughs> I still stand by those tweets. I don't care I do about too. who was mad. I don't sure. care about who was mad because the people who are mad, it was like, what? Like, I don't even understand what they were exactly mad at, that it was just insensitive. But it's like everything's insensitive nowadays. Like, why was why did that make so many people mad? It was just. Bizarre. You know, we, we cheer serial killers when they're executed by the state. Why don't we cheer serial killers when they die? And that she took or, the pictures at the funeral. She's the one who chose to have these PR no, photos no. taken of her at the funeral. <laughs> like, I didn't think those were real at first. And Reed's like, no, those are real. I was like, oh, my. Hey, you're talking about the gravestone pictures. Oh, I'm oh, talking about she put her fucking book on her dad's grave. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that too. Like, dude. It was like, dude. Yeah. And she's only <laughs> Of the name, she doesn't care about politics and shit. Like down, it's just because it's what she thinks she needs to do. You know? retweet. I think she retweeted Reed Coverdale's Seven tweet times. like six times. Six times, yes. I remember I was watching the whole time, so I was waiting to pick someone up at the airport, and like she just kept hit. And it's like, if it makes you that upset, why are you still retweeting? <laughs> Uh, and I know even it was like mad, but I'm like, I don't care. Like that's the shit that needs to happen. And it got attention. It got you on the, like, it was on the actual like mainstream news stuff. LPNH. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It was all over the place. Yeah. Did we go from 20 to 30,000 because of that read the followers? Oh yeah. We've gained like 10,000 followers within a month. You stirred the shit. So you, well, LPNH um, is number two behind national, right? Yeah. By, and we're several thousand ahead of the next closest one. Incredible. All right, we need, uh, we need critical thinking. Says I vote and register third party for truth bombs like this for the war on information. Search Jill Stein on closing U.S. military bases. CNN Town Hall. The People's Math Front on YouTube. Dude, I got to meet Base Plant Mommy. Finally. Yeah. Look, I don't know a lot about how, her, but I know how, she likes environment. I actually Stein. I voted for her in 2016. I, in the general, if I, I could do it over again, I probably would instead of Gary. Gary yeah, I voted for Gary me. Aleppo too. <laughs> well, too. We, we 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 did a double prong thing, Eric. You voted for Gary, and I voted for uh, pl a base plant mommy, and, and uh, both neither lost. So it's we both hey, we both lost. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever voted for anyone who's ever won <laughs> ever. Dude, we love uh, base plant mommy. I, I have once. I'm really ashamed. You know who it is? Wasn't it W? No, Maggie Obama. Hassan. Oh, 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 oh Maggie. Yeah, I'm not Hassan. even gonna talk about oh, my record. Yeah. So, although um, Maggie Hassan was better than Kelly Ayotte, Kelly Ayotte was mm. a ghoul. Yeah, Eric actually cool. confronted her about drone bombings once, Eric. Oh, right? Man, she's Ayotte. so bad. She's she is a retard. <laughs> <laughs> not a fun, fun retard, a bad retard, no. right? Were you at a fundraiser with her, Eric? And like you just kind of like caught her off guard. Like you're like, oh, can I get a picture? And then you're just like, yeah. So what about these, these drones? You know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he so he bends around her. <laughs> yeah, I did. I said, how do we justify killing children in Pakistan with drone strikes? How do, how do you feel about that being a senator? She's like, we don't kill children with drone strikes. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did is Jill Stein? What party was Jill with? She was the Green Party Green nominee Green in twelve likes, and sixteen. She likes environment for us, mommy. She, I actually she likes, likes environment. She you know like who that. likes the environment even more? It's conservatives. That's who donates the most land and money towards saving the environment. Yeah, so they can have their sex trafficking rings underground. 
We have Kevin Costner in Montana doing all kinds of great things with Yellowstone. He's in Colorado. He has a place in Colorado, too. He caught for Liz Cheney. Yeah, what I was going to say, he stands with Liz Cheney. What happened he to Costner, man? He, he was, like, all about the JFK All these shit. actors, like, thought they had to fucking put their opinion out there. And it's just like, just shut up and act. Like, yeah, where, just, you know, and him yeah. Unless it's based. Yeah, we don't want to hear it unless it's based. Yeah, or, unless or it's true. Kanye, I don't want to hear you. his whole, like, with the whole Yellowstone thing, the people, his crowd, like, for him to have done, like, ugh. Yeah, well, John Malkovich actually spoke out recently for Julian Assange. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw that. that. That was great to see that. Who did? John Malkovich. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he spoke out for Assange. So, I mean, you know, I I, I get what you're saying there for us, Mommy. I mean, I think... No, there are some who are cooler. Uh, t- the guy from uh, Shawshank Redemption just spoke out, too, against, like, vaccines and shit. Tim Robbins. Like, there are some. He's based Robbins, on... Yeah. yeah, he's become based on... I, I met him and Susan Sarandon at a John Edwards event mm. here in New Hampshire during 08. Hmm. He's a big I gotta, boy. I gotta say, Susan Sarandon, I've always had the hots for, her and I still think she's hot. I'm just gonna show that. Bonnie Milkers. I rewatched Rocky Horror recently, and and she's got to be in her seventies, and I think she's still. I still find well, her to be very attractive. Well, they eat those babies and stuff. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have the adrenaline, got the baby cream with the Kardashians. They put on their eyelids, and they, yeah, they have all kinds of stem cells going on, being injected at a various horrify. So. Various horrify. Read. Fucking horrify. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, horrified every time I, you know, every time I hear it. So, so uh, um, base plant mommy, I actually got to spend three hours at her house in 2015, which is the very first Jacqueline Radio interview that we ever did. And um, she, she lives uh, in the Northeast somewhere, right? She lives in Massachusetts. Um, She's in Lexington. Lexington Mass. And yep. she didn't know us. She didn't like, but she let us come down to her house and set up camera equipment. And well, uh, she needed PR because, like, when you're, yeah. you know, you need when you're a base plant mommy with, yeah, on, on, yeah. These are pre Howie Hawkins days when they would get more than uh, fucking Kanye West does when he runs for president. So, <laughs> dude, that was but, so funny. The Green Party came behind Kanye West in 2020. <laughs> well, the reason I had to vote for her was because she had 9/11 Truth on. On, oh, yeah. her, on her her platform, so I, I just couldn't vote for anyone else. Um, she's based on Palestine. The, the yeah. Green Party are good on a lot of things: drugs, they are. surveillance, Israel, Palestine, foreign policy, foreign policy. Gary Johnson doesn't know what Palestine is. You know what's like, Palestine? Well, I'll build a palace in uh, Taos, New Mexico. You know? <laughs> yeah. What's he doing these days? He's just biking. Yeah. What is he doing? It's funny because even like libertarians are like, we're not going to run to win. We're going to run to recruit, basically, this next time. That's what I feel like is going to happen. It's not about winning. It's about, like, look at Dave. He's a normal fucking dude you would have hung out with in high school. And this like, and he's saying things as, you know, that's what I think is, that's what sucks about when you're a smaller party. But Right, getting the message out there and getting in front of the most uh, Just think of how people. many people during COVID and all this stuff were, like, attracted to that. And especially, like, you know, mm-hmm. they say the whole Mises is all, like, yeah. alt-right and shit. And Andrew's always like, no, but we have Forrest Mommy and shit. Because I'm like, no, we're not. And, like, it's not about that. You know, that's not what it's about. It's about the freedom to do whatever and stuff. So yeah, I, I have hope a little bit with that, I suppose. But... We need critical thinking, says they won't let a good third party win. So voting and registering for them is to elevate them, to amplify the things you agree with, to get this info into the masses. We need critical thinking, but what else do we need? We need wall. <laughs> and we need brain. Okay, I got a big We need nootropics and, uh, you know, vitamins. We need, we we need, need big, we need brain, we need tough. And, we and need the wall. thing about the hurricane is it's big and it's wet. 
Okay. <laughs> Speaking of nukes, Adam, we could nuke the hurricane. Forget about nuking Russia. Let's nuke the hurricane. <laughs> I really think hey, at least Trump just wanted that. That's a tweet. I'm gonna make that from LP. We're gonna throw a nuke into the at Sharknado. Least Trump only wanted to nuke the hurricane. <laughs> oh, I we forgot were, about that. Did he, to, did he say that? Well, look, I, I, we could starve. We could starve Rosie. Excuse yeah, me. We could starve Rosie O'Donnell something. for a couple of weeks and then take a slingshot and hurl her at the hurricane and see what happens. I think it's a good idea. Do you guys can I oh, ask you guys a question about yeah. Trump real quick? Do you honestly believe he's outside of it all, or do you think he's still inside of it to some extent? What like and an, part an, of the like, plan? Part of the gang, like a part of the club. I think he is part of the club, but I think he pisses off a lot of the other people who are in the club because he doesn't act the way they want him to, and he doesn't behave the way they want him to. Um, but ultimately, I mean. When he was in really bad financial distress in the early 90s, he ended up getting bailed out by like 20 banks, you know, to the tune of $900 million. Um, so, you know, he's he's beholden Trump to change. certain interests. And there's change. some. I'll pay him back. It's fine. Look, I mean, I got a small $900 million loan from the Rothschilds, you know, which I paid back with interest. But I mean, if you look at a lot of what he actually did when he was president, a lot of it was kind of middle of the road Republican type stuff in practice. Um, right. I mean, he got the embassy moved, which was. Not even George W. Bush could do that, right? Um, you know, in Israel. Um, mm. And he kept a lot of the bombings going all over the world. He had the coup in Venezuela. So he didn't fire Fauci. No, he didn't fire Fauci. Um, he didn't pull us out of Afghanistan, but I had he to was deal with too him. busy fighting the deep state guys. I had to, excuse me, Reed. I had to do with I had to deal with Abdul. Okay, not Paula Abdul, but he the other one. He lives in a tent in the desert. And I showed Abdul a photo of his tent and I said, Look, if you don't if you kill any of our, if, if you kill any of our troops, I'm gonna bomb this tent. Okay, so you know, <laughs> a picture of his tent. Read for fuck's now, sake. if he if he did if he stood up for Julian Assange for Snowden, uh, for for you know Manning. Well, actually, no, Obama. Albrecht. 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 What's Ross's last name? Albrecht. Albrecht. If he did any of that, and he actually released all the Kennedy files, and he actually shut the fucking wars down, um, and and he was better on whistleblowers and better on the militarism, then I would have. You know, I would say, yeah, he's yeah. he's out outside of the club, but I think largely he's he's part of the club. I mean, I don't think he's just a total plant or a distraction, but I mean, I, they didn't expect him to win, man. I really, I really didn't think. I don't think but, he even expected to win. Yeah, he's just useless. I don't think he was a plant. He just literally had no idea what he was doing, and he would they would like let him get a little bombastic with his speeches, and then. Like, yeah. Okay, buddy. Now sign this arms deal. Well, look and, you know, look what happened, Reed, when he tried to fucking pull out of uh, when he shut Syria down to a certain extent. They they flipped the fuck out when yeah. he moved some things around in Syria and it stopped the arming of the yeah. mo the nice moderate rebels that John McCain was over there blowing. With the Kurds. Kurds. We got to protect yeah. the Kurds. Remember so that? So he thing? yeah he tried to do one thing like that and he saw what he what he was dealing with and then obviously the Afghan pullout. Um, you know, was what it was. I was glad he was talking about it and wanted to do it and put a deal in place. But yeah, I, I think largely, I mean, Ryan Dawson has a film called uh, Donald Trump's Zionist Ball and Chain, which yeah. I think is a really good kind of good way to look at his foreign policy and who he placated for four years. I mean, we almost went to fucking war with Iran when he when he assassinated Soleimani. And I, you know, Mike and I say this a lot. Uh, that that was like the most worried I was during Trump's presidency. That's when I was like, oh, my God, he fucking I can't believe he did that. And uh, obviously, when he bombed Syria, that was horrible, too. But when he assassinated Soleimani, obviously, he did that for Netanyahu in Israel. 
when he had the embassy moved. Daddy, Daddy Sheldon Adelson ponied up over $100 million for that to happen. So um, largely, I don't, I don't think he was this huge uh, change agent. He was certainly something different in that he just laid bare how disgusting and corrupt and rotten the whole political system is. Because what happened is one of the oligarchs came down from his tower and actually ran in the Kapuki Theater election with all the other pedigree candidates who have been planning their run for office for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years like Hillary Clinton. Oh. He just came down. He's like, look, you're having a tough time today. I gave you a lot of money. And they had to deal with him. So it was like fun in that regard. But I, I think just the, all the things Mike highlighted that he didn't do, if he had done those things, then I'd be like, whoa, this guy is something different. We're going to go after the girlfriends, Adam, okay? We're going after the hijackers and terrorist girlfriends in a way like you've never seen, okay? <laughs> he was fun. He's funny, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, he was even tweeting about the Kennedy files, and uh, we're in the month of November. We're at the 59th anniversary, and I've certainly been researching and interested in the Kennedy assassination for a long time, and I'm going to be doing some shows about that this month. What happened and to the whole Mar-a-Lago thing? Look, I had some of the photos. I had Jackie's dress down there. I had all these things that I was going to present. I was going to use as leverage against Pompeo, but not so much. I had Jackie Kennedy's nudes. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't really hear about the, the, uh, the documents. It's out. Are... Like, I don't watch the news anyways, and I'm off Twitter now, too. But, like, I haven't seen anything about that, all that. Like, wow. I, I haven't even thought about it for us, Mommy. There you go. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't I know. Guess it was terrible. He had all those terrible documents or something. What, what did they say he had? Like nuclear documents or something? Yeah, supposedly he he maybe had some nuclear information that he was. It gonna... was hurricane protection for if a hurricane was coming up against Florida, so you could take it out. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, photos of uh, uh, Jeb and and Cruz's uh, wife. Please. You know who, who I who I didn't call ugly, but they are ugly. Let's be honest. Okay, look at that face. Look at Carly. <laughs> look at Carly in his face. You know, that face. what do you think about that, Adam? The whole Mar a Lago thing? Uh, it's worrisome because uh, some of those documents were relating to the uh, issues of China and Iran. And I'm wondering if uh, they already have, and this is speculation, but I'm wondering if the United States Central Intelligence Agency is already in these countries basically giving back information uh, regarding the weaknesses of the security of both countries. I don't think it's uh, feasible to see a ground war with China, which is almost an impossibility. That's not so much with the Iran. Iran is a formidable country that has a very good Navy, too. And I think this would be a long war, actually, which would really hurt the economy of this country in its, in its own right. And we're already in big trouble because in the next two or three years, we're going to start seeing the ramifications of the COVID recession. And as well as a rise in homelessness, which we're seeing here in the city already. You just print um, more money. You just print more money and it's fine. You just print more money and give people more money. You don't have sure. to worry about the economy then. I'm just kidding. But if, if you think this is the first time a president's been sneaking out documents relating to national security, boy, do I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> Sandy Berger. That Trump is only in the limelight because the legacy media and establishment dislike him because he disrupts the apple cart when he shouldn't, but he's not totally against, as Mike would say. And I think what he basically did was give us a favor. Did us a favor. He said, take a look behind the curtain for a little bit, peek, and see who's really running the country. And it basically showed that it isn't the president of the United States. It sure isn't. It's the people who don't want you to know their names. 
who have a vested interest in foreign policy and how far they could take it in the, the benefit of the military industrial complex of fossil fuels in the banking industry. And these are the people that we should be worried about. These are the people that pull the strings for uh, most of the uh, interest domestic and abroad. Yeah, they're really running the show. I agree. And they got us arguing about these basically actors, these politicians that they flill around on TV and, you know, red and blue. Um, they're just front people, you know. It's like Jesse Ventura says, I think all these politicians should wear NASCAR jackets with their corporate sponsorship on it. You should say Raytheon and Exxon and all, all the military, all the military contractors. I mean, cause that's really what it is. And you've, you know, yeah. uh, Eric's, Eric's been to both uh, RNC and DNC conventions and um, all the suites and all the really, uh, you know, VIP access is just, is just given to the, given to the defense contractors and to energy and well, they're, pharma all on and, the, they're all in the White House, all the Raytheon board members and stuff, yeah. right? Like, and, wasn't Blinken? Blinken was uh, was he well, Raytheon? Or, Secretary or? of Defense Lloyd Austin was Raytheon. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's just that revolving door. And then man. like another lady. All voted for him. Traitor. Did Rand? Oh, yeah. Well, Reed, let me explain that one to you. He threatened to come and rake my yard, and I didn't want him to do it. But he was going to do it with a drone, not with a rake. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So, Rand endorsed Baldick. People were like, "Oh, Rand's dead to me now." And I was like. This is nothing. Have you that seen only, this list of endorsements? Like, Reed, that only made you love him even more when he endorsed Bulldog, right? No. <laughs> he's, those, he's, he's my favorite weasel. little. He's my favorite little libertarian weasel. You know, he's like, favorite little weasel. Weasel. the ones we yeah. love the most hurt us, and we have <laughs> the most <laughs> accept okay. that. The, as, I mean, politics <laughs> is bullshit, anyways, right? So I can't even imagine at the federal level, like. Well, imagine what we love the most. <laughs> imagine what Boys Rand has to deal with. You know, nobody likes him. Even you know, like he, 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 I'm not here to make friends. Contrary to my shining, shimmering personality and all the good, all the good times that I invoke, and what I do at the congressional baseball games and in the pool when I may or may not have COVID. Wow, you know? that's good. Like that's good. Yeah, you like that Dude, what, on what that did one, I say? Adam? He has the charisma of a mud flap. Isn't that what I said once? A mud flap. Yeah, it's the charisma of a mud flap. <laughs> Mike, do, do Doctor Frankenstein. Do it, Mike. Well, when I had the when I had the hearings, I said Doctor Frankenstein. I mean Doctor Levine. Are you in favor of giving underage children puberty blockers without parental consent? Yay or nay, amiga? Wow, and then she smirked at me, Adam. And then I said to Doctor Fauci, I said, "Are you running an illegal dog gambling operation with Michael Vick?" You know. That's a Mike. That's excellent. That's excellent. Oh, that's a good I'm glad you like it. It's become he's really got war, He's got the warble down. You know. Yeah, he, he's got it. He's do, got do, it. Do you support microdosing children's cereals with puberty blockers? Yeah. Are you in favor of putting puberty blockers in the cinnamon toast crunch of kids <laughs> in the Castro? Speaker Pelosi and I, I was supposed to be given an answer in writing to my office, and it was never issued. You know. <laughs> He's not happy to be there. No, he, dude, he hates everybody and everything. You know, I'd rather be yeah. in Venezuela doing cataract surgery on my own dime. <laughs> and I, I got to say that for Rand, man, he, I, I think he is a decent person deep down, and he really does care about humanity, and he really is anti-war. Um, but he's dude, playing he, the game. he cares about humanity, but he hates it too. He's one of those well, guys, you know, like he hates. Everybody. He's like Rorschach, and he's like Rorschach from Watchmen, you know. He's Dr. like, you'll Manhattan. all look to me when the world is burning and say, save me. And I'll say, no. 
you know. Well, did he feel like he well, had to do this because of his dad? And then, but then compelled. he had to play the game. Like where his dad yeah. was wasn't as much about that. No. But like well, I feel like Rand does. Rand got to golf he, with the kids. He has an internal conflict because sometimes I I do that too. Like uh, you know, like uh, I question myself whether I want to continue doing this forward and you know studying certain events and but what else would I be doing? But I'm like at the same time I hate the common people for allowing themselves to vote. Like for next week, we're going to see a lot of people vote for these people that don't deserve your vote. But yeah. they'll they'll keep saying, well, we got nothing else, and yeah, yeah, you can have something else. And the libertarian movement is right there in front of your face. You we, we can change the paradigm. We really can. Yeah, I mean, it's up to us. It's not up to them. It's up. I've to seen us. it even in a little bit on like even just like my Instagram was a lot of my old friends pre-COVID and a lot the mm -hmm. ones who are still there who didn't unfollow me or like yell at me. They're coming around to it because they get it. And I'm like, you know, there are a lot of people who are getting it now where it's like, OK, the right this is we're it's all the same. We're here because of these two parties. No matter who's in charge, we're at the same point, you know, so they're. I don't know. And I'm also like all of the people in Colorado who are running for libertarian spots are like normal people. They're like our neighbors and they're like normal people, you know, it's all the people I know, you know, and it's like trying to get that across to people. And we don't have the super PACs to pay for them to be on TV and all that stuff because they're normal fucking people, you know, yeah. and that's who you want not to make more rules for you. And that's why I tell people to, I'm like, yeah, anyone can get corrupted, right? Anyone can ever get corrupted. That can always happen. But I feel like a lot of the libertarian people will get in and not want more power for the government or more power for themselves mm. or like just the way they think in their mind. It's not like I'm going to be a politician now for the rest of my life. You know, it's just a different way of thinking. And they my behave opinion. like Ron Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. They get in there like, uh, you know, Pelosi and on a congressional salary after a few years, somehow they're worth like a hundred million dollars. Who is even fucking voting for her still? Like what the, the hammer industry? You know, people who make the hammers. <laughs> Army right. hammered the cannibal himself indoors. The best part of that whole thing was the memes and stuff, you know? And then they brought oh. the the dildo hammers were out like the next day, right away. Yeah. Like. Oh, the, <laughs> the meme wars are, are yeah. I mean, it's... it's uh, Dude, at least as the world's ending, we have memes. Like, can you imagine, yeah. you know, like, living oh. through the firebombing of Dresden without memes? Like, at least oh. now we've got this hot fire. We can so. laugh. We can laugh. Yeah, just yeah. point and laugh. Pepe in the Chad Honkler read. Yeah. No, the, the, the Chad Honkler is everything. You know, he smells like Chad Honkler candy is and Goa in, in, you know, he, he is the Chad Honkler. Chad, he's he, he's personified form of Chad Honkler. He's smiling right into his mugshot. He just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Big Joker vibes. When I started that on WMER, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really help with the optics much. Ooh. Is that no, the Joe guy? Are you guys talking about the Joe? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the guy who cut mugshot. They actually arrested him? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he went to. Oh, the, wow. Do you think he's the guy who no. cut off Bulldog's head there in the ISIS style? Yeah. Yeah. He had a spear and he threw it at him, and Bulldog just jumped out. Luckily, of the Reed puts everything on Instagram too, so I can see it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I don't have Twitter yeah. anymore, so yeah. Yeah. Of course, well, you Tommy, kind of do, fired. but not like. Kind yeah. of, yeah. All third parties should unite for a third party movement to open the debate. Polls show the majority wants third parties in the debates. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think most aren't most registered voters actually independents in this country, or at least in most states. Uh, if it's, I think it depends on the state laws, but yeah, New Hampshire, it's like forty percent or something. 
Yeah, they I hate, got a hate bunch Oprah. of my friends that call the news station. I'm like, we're calling the news station. Like, I got people who aren't even involved in libertarian or any politics, and they're like, yeah, that's stupid. We should be able to hear the libertarian, you know. So I got people that call the column. So yeah, I think there's a lot of people who want the third party. Like it's it's the news stations who say democracy is under attack, and then they only invite two people. I'm, like, and there's like more than three people. There's like five or six people per thing. You know, it's right. There should be yeah. If I could, let me ask you guys a question about the liberty movement, libertarian movement. Why? Two questions. One, why is it so fractured? And two, what would you do if you could change it and get everybody together at this and same uh, in the same mindset? Um, it's so fractured because it's a movement of individualists, where every other movement is, uh, you know, mostly collectivist. So. Mm. With conservatives, it's very easy to rally behind America and God and, you know, like these types of things. And then for leftists, at least in the past, I don't really get what they're rallying around now. But in the past, it's been like, you know, class solidarity and workers rights and unionizing uh, and then liberals. It's like, you know, for protecting the environment and, you know, like they they have like causes that can supersede their individual thoughts on something where libertarians they have this very individualist mindset so it's hard to be willing to put disagreements aside and say because i mean everyone is going to disagree on something at some point so mm -hmm. it's you have to compromise a little bit or at least be like all right this issue isn't as important to me right now so i don't really care and we can focus on these big issues so to me, the war thing is the super obvious one. Like, if you're not anti-war, I don't think you are a libertarian. And I think that's a fair disqualifier. Um, and then, you know, in other areas, as long as you don't want to add anything onto what's already there, uh, I'm cool with it. Like, whatever. So I, I think that's a great starting point is just really focusing on the anti-war stuff. But I think it's important to have people leading the movement who are really libertarians. Like, I don't think we should have people who um kind of come in and try to subvert it and water it down i think i like some people think that we should basically give up all our principles and then more people will join us and we'll have a bigger movement i don't think that's true i think if we're really stalwart in our beliefs and we really show other people that we mean business and that we stand for something that's going to be more impressive to them even if they disagree with us on a couple things and then they'll want to be like huh I want to check this thing out. These guys are really, you know, getting after this and really standing for something. So I think trying to find the most important issues and coming around those and then really standing for them and not compromising on them at all. I think that's actually how you ironically build a bigger movement than mm -hmm. just kind of being like, everybody come in and we'll figure it out and we'll, you know, we'll meet in the middle somewhere. Like, I don't think that really gets us anywhere, but I don't know. What do you think Force mommy? I, yeah, I think it is too. Like the, I think one of the biggest hangups I see most people, because it makes me so mad because people on Twitter just fight all the time, right? I'm like, we're in the middle of like the biggest totalitarian shit. Y'all are fighting about lifestyle shit. It's lifestyle stuff or like tribal stuff. And it's like, I, I'm not married and I'm childless, but I can still say, hey, yeah, if you have a kid, you should have a mom and a dad. You know, like there's all these things where like people can't, say yeah there are better ways to do it or more logical ways to do it and then they just fight about it they just fucking fight about it the whole time and i'm like like all that like 
like Hoppians are great and all that. Actually, I'm going to have one on my show on Sunday. But it's like they're sitting around arguing about who they're going to let in their community. And I'm like, nobody wants in your fucking community. Like, you guys are annoying. Nobody's even talking. Yeah. You know, like they just they argue suck. about this. Yeah, they argue about this stuff. And it's like, I like my best friend, one of my best friends is a cross dresser who voted for Trump. Like, you have to like look beyond some of this stuff. That's you have amazing. to look. Yeah, you have to look beyond, and I understand the like the left and tribalism has made it very like strict. You know, like these people believe this, but it's like it's not like that. You have to like, and it's a hard thing for a lot of humans to do. That's why humans are so tribal. Is like you have to understand, you have to get to know and understand people on their individual who they are level, like who they are. You can't pre prejudge them based on this and that and i think that's why a lot of people like liked me on twitter and stuff because i'm i'm all over you know like i'm all like i accept everybody but i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say i have my you know but people are so scared to do that i don't know it's just i i got excited during covid to meet all the liberty people so i'm thankful for that and that it's all like normalish yeah. people in my opinion so they I, can I ban know. us but they can't separate us right for small I'm just getting more now. I'm like, okay, I'm not wasting time on Twitter. I'm gonna waste she's, time she's like actually gonna, doing shit. She's so. just gonna be worse. I am getting worse. Um, you don't that, even know. That's, well, Adam, what Reed said is why I won't join the Libertarian Party officially, become a party member. A, a lot of people like just think I'm a libertarian or a free stater. I've been in New Hampshire for 25 years. I'm an independent, and I align with the libertarians on a lot of issues, the big picture issues: war, drugs, civil liberties, the surveillance state you know, personal liberty, that kind of stuff. But it's like what you said. It's like fucking high school. And it's just people arguing, little groups arguing amongst each other while the other two main parties just eat the libertarians' lunch and everything and, and I mean, suck all the air out of the room because they're busy arguing like a bunch of retarded feral cats. They're like literally you know? arguing about who they don't want to let it's in their stupid. community. And I'm like, it's maybe so, no one wants in your community right now. Like I'm blocking yeah. all of you because you're annoying. Like, your right. community doesn't exist. Your hobby yeah. community doesn't even exist. Worry yeah, about so. it when people actually want to start coming in your community. Little, but for now, my like, little baby Bordertarian Hoppian, you know? Yeah, do, I, do all the buzzwords. Or, I can't even remember them now. My little Hoppian, Bordetarian, um, Wolfbird, uh, Birdian, yeah, and Cap. They like remind me of the kids. They remind me of like the left, where there are these people who are in the lunchroom who are like, oh, these people aren't allowed to be my friends. And these it's people just, aren't allowed to be my friends. You know, that's what it reminds I mean, me of. It, like, and this is where I love Scott Horton because he's the godfather of anti war with liberty. He's the guy yeah. who wrote enough already. He's, that dude's the brain trust, and we should be rallying around like what Scott Horton's doing. And, and I think to a large extent, that is what Dave Smith is all about. And I know yeah. he puts a lot of stock in what Scott Horton has to say in his research and his record. So that's that's where I'm in alignment with Liberty and Mises. Like I'm with him on that stuff. Obviously, Ron Paul is the godfather of all that too. So, um, but you also but yeah. don't have to be like so strictly like. That's what I well, liked about the Mises too. It's like you don't have to be like. Ah, well, that's know? it. You don't have to. You don't have to be this rigid fucking closed off. It's like a cult. You know, you, you end up becoming the thing that you rail against and say, uh, oh, I'm not like that. Well, you are like that. So that's what turns a lot of people off. So if we can come at it big picture and like what Reed said, just start with something like war, start with something like civil liberties, uh, COVID, how we were treated during COVID. Let's get together around those issues. The rest of the other minutia and bullshit, you know, talk about that in your own time. But don't make that like front and center of everything that you do, because that's what turns regular people off. Right. The O'Donnell caucus. What's that? 
I said the O'Donnell caucus. Ugh, is he causing trouble lately? I love Justin. Oh, yeah. He loves I love to him. cause trouble. He's, he's, he's we, we all everything. love him. We, we could never forsake him. But to to know him is to love him, and, and meeting him in real life is an experience that uh, I won't soon forget. <laughs> he's the next Four Horsemen guest, so it's going to be wild. Everyone get ready for that one. When is uh -oh, that one? You heard it here, folks. When is it, Reed? Sunday, Sunday the 13th. Sunday. Oh, this Sunday. Okay. All right, everybody. Well, we're coming up on an hour 40. Um, I think that might be a, a good spot to uh, close things off for the night. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys coming on, man. It was a lot of fun and a really illuminating and engaging conversation. And, um, you know, we need to do more of it. And, and just this, like this, just having a conversation, you mm. know, getting some people together who uh, certainly agree on a lot, but there might be some disagreements or other, uh, other ways to go about, you know, achieving an end goal. But um, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to even have on more people that I don't agree with. Like I, I had a uh, um, Democratic candidate for state rep uh, come on, who, who I've known personally for a while, and I just let him speak. I mean, I, you know, I think we need to do that more too, man. We need to get out of our echo chambers, and we're all guilty of it. I mean, I, I certainly have more fun talking to people that I agree with, and but. I don't know. I just want to post sexy pictures, but you know, hey, I'm, Twitter, so. I'm all for that. You know, me and Kelly are looking to mix things up in Kentucky for us, mommy. <laughs> if you're in town and you want some smoky <laughs> bourbon and some leaf I need bourbon. to learn how to talk like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's what I Oh, need yeah. Learn. Yeah. We got we to bring you in on the cosplay. Eric can be Trump. I'll be uh, Rand and Alex Jones. And we'll have you be MTG. I love the way you storm that Capitol. It makes me so excited. Unbelievable. <laughs> the way that you lunge for that Capitol Guards throw with your teeth. I've never been more excited. So, Forrest Mommy, you're, you're not on Twitter, but you're, what is your YouTube uh, channel? Um, Where YouTube's can people find you? My YouTube is Forest Mommy. Basically, everything is Forest Mommy now. Instagram, Forest Mommy CO. I have a link tree. If you buy my YouTube, I have a link tree on it, but just not Twitter right now. Well, so. you know, I think if Elon gets in there and takes the flamethrower to the bird and fires all those soy assholes, they could bring Forest Mommy back. I think I'm going to get the bigger account back, the one that was like Terminator Mommy, because oh, dude. I yeah. think they banned me because say I said I said groomer in my own post. I think that's why they banned me. They never told me why they banned that one. So I'm like, I, mm. bet I wonder if I'll get that one back. We'll see. I, I hope so. I hope everybody gets back on Twitter, man. Let, let's, you know, let's have open discourse. And uh, Mr. Adam bad. Fitzgerald, the host of the Darkened Hour podcast, doing amazing work and research and we'll have to have we'll have we will have you on again to go into more of your recent research but um where can people find and support you well yeah they could find me on uh just uh, google my name adam fitzgerald 911. i come right up actually but uh if you go to my twitter account i have all links to all my sites uh pinned on the top of the uh profile page i'm currently doing a very good series with tommy salmons over at the libertarian institute and uh, we're, we're five uh, episodes in about the uh, pre-9-11 intelligence and to uh, now we're extending it to what happened afterwards. So that's a, that's a very good series. I'll probably take a, a little bit of time to finish, but we're currently working on that. Now, I think I'm coming out with a new episode tomorrow on the, uh, the, the podcast itself. Oh, awesome. Yeah, great, great work, man. Keep up the – seriously, guys, if you haven't listened to Adam Fitzgerald or, or seen any of his stuff, check him out. He's uh, – He's one of the best. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you and, very much uh, for having me. Absolutely. And Reed, uh, you're not back on Twitter yet. What's going on with that? Are you like, I know you've appealed. I know maybe you and Elon have had discussions about puberty blockers. Where, where are you at with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I appealed about a week ago and got denied again. 
Uh, so as far as I know, nothing has actually changed as um, uh, contractually uh, with the company. I know he's fired people and laid people off or whatever, but none of their terms of service have been adjusted and none of the reversals on bans have been officiated or anything, I don't think. So I'm just going to wait until whatever new comes out and then I'll, you know, I'll appeal again. But uh, for now, I'm on YouTube. Uh, Odyssey Rumble for video, uh, the naturalist capitalist, and then I'm on all audio platforms, and then I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Getter, Float, and all the shit no one uses. So just uh, go to okay. Linktree. Locals, do you have a locals? I have a locals. I never. My use producer's it, always like, push your locals. locals. That's where people pay. So it's like, mm. push your locals. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's great. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Reed. And uh, yes, everybody, uh, I'm on. I'm actually on Venmo now. It's uh, Mike Jackman, 1986. So, if there's any Rand Paul fans out there, and you want a Rand Paul message, or you know, you just need, you know, you need to hear uh, Dr. Fauci being held to the fire, look me up. We'll make something happen. And uh, you know, Lindsey Graham is certainly always just around the corner and in the closet. Um, but <laughs> thank you, guys. This is a lot of fun. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll have to do it again soon. And uh, to everybody watching, I hope uh, you all have a great weekend.